Welcome to the first edition of the Ford Financial Group Market Perspectives podcast. My name is Brian Ullman. I'm a managing partner here at Ford Financial Group. I'm Ryan Louie. I am, too, a managing partner with Ford Financial Group. And our objectives with this podcast is to help inform our clients and make sense of uh, some of the news that we hear on a weekly basis uh, relating to markets, clients' investments, and more importantly, how these developments relate to their financial plans and their plans for retirement. So with that said, let's dig in. We're going to try and cover a few different sections here uh, in this inaugural podcast. The first one has to do really with markets. That's what we got asked a lot about uh, from our clients really as we finished out 2018. Ryan, what did you hear the most from clients uh, as we finished out last year? I think most people were just concerned with the volatility that we saw in the fourth quarter. And usually when markets get as volatile as they did during the last quarter, people want to have a reason why. Sure. Um, you know, uh, we got three different s- stories, maybe maybe some more. Um, volatility can be related to the interest rates and the Fed, Fed having some um, talks about rising interest rates and continuing to be able to do it. We had the geopolitical issues um, sure. as and, well. And, and, you know, we were talking about volatility in the fourth quarter. But that's three months, and not uh, the volatility in October maybe was for different reasons than the volatility in December, right? Where you know we might have gotten some volatility some places because of worries about trade. October uh, may have been more related to earnings, perhaps. Correct. Um, and as we finished out the year, trade and interest rates really were were, were driving things. It seemed um, so. That took us into the beginning of 2019, where we saw the sunny side of volatility, which is after going straight down, things started to move. Much higher. Right? Yeah, I think we were fortunate to see in, in hindsight that it was a kind of a V-shaped market in the sense that we spent uh, October to December going straight down and pretty much spent January up until this point going straight up. Yeah, historic historic drops in December, historic jumps in January. Um, but that probably suggests uh, not that things were terrible at the end of last year or things are fantastic at the beginning of this year, but rather – Things are simply volatile, right? Right, right. And, you know, broader perspective was pretty much most investment asset classes were red or down for 2018. And you get into 2019 and every asset class is up. Yeah, right. And, and we haven't seen every asset class but cash go down like we did last year since 2008, right? Right, yeah. right. So I, I think going forward, what we can expect probably is some more of the same, which is not more of the same moving up but probably more the same in terms of volatility, right? Right. I think that you know we've had some very good returns in the first two and a half months. It's not necessarily reasonable to expect that the pace is going to continue. Not to say the market can't go higher, but just not at the pace that we've seen at the you know, two and a half yeah, month mark. You could argue that in a 60-40 portfolio, we've seen an entire year's worth of returns in about two and a half months. Right. So um, you know, I know some of the things that we've begun doing here is um, – maybe scaling back a little bit on risk and uh, you know, taking some off the table with the expectation we're probably going to hit a rough patch as we get deeper into the year, maybe in, in summertime or even in the fall. So, all right. Well, with that in mind, I, you know, I think we can safely say that the future is uncertain as far as markets are concerned. But uh, one of the th- big things that played into markets late last year, and frankly, the move up this year relates to interest rates and what the Federal Reserve is doing. And so we finished last year kind of with some expectations that uh, the Fed was going to raise interest rates at least three or four times in 2019. But now we got into January. uh, The Fed has changed its tune uh, and markets and Chairman Powell have 
said really that we don't expect any interest rate increases this year, right? Right, right. I think the expectations are kind of all over the board with interest rates. Um, we have some people that will say interest rates may even go down later this year, while some still think it may go up you know, once or twice. And so what we do know is that interest rates aren't going to go up um, each quarter like they have in 2017 and 2018, um, hopefully making the bond in environment a little bit easier this year than we've experienced the last couple of years. Right. And, and bonds is really where this is going to come into play and affect clients' portfolios, right? It's so I, I think as interest rates move higher, as short-term interest rates move higher, or if they do or if they don't, this affects people really in two ways. It's how are the bonds in your portfolio doing? And the chances are the older you are, the more conservative you are, the more you have in bonds. So if interest rates aren't going up, generally, we can say if you're in your bonds or bond mutual funds, um, that's going to help you depending on what you own. But kind of the classic kind of bond mutual fund that we think of, um, interest rates um, not rising or even dropping can help a bond portfolio. And then the flip side also is on the consumer side, right? If you are buying a house or if you are uh, buying a car, lower rates are going to make it easier, cheaper for you to borrow, frankly, and that can help kind of spur things along. Yeah, on the consumer side too, um, something to note is that most people have been used, in the, used to this environment of a low interest rate, meaning that savings accounts have been earning very little um, and picking up very little interest. And obviously with the rising interest rates over the last few years, that has helped uh, consumers to be able to actually earn something in their savings accounts these days. Right. Yeah, no, we've seen savings accounts improve, CD rates improve. We've seen a lot of people move to CDs. Um, a lot of fearful folks, frankly, at the end of last year were probably moving to CDs. They may be kicking themselves a bit now, but yeah, I think when markets get kind of shaky, that's where you find your risk tolerance. And if your risk tolerance is good for CDs or savings rates, especially with rates being a little bit higher, then so be it. Um, we're we're going to move on now to a, kind of uh, what we're, we'd like to make our uh, – whether it's weekly or semi-weekly or bi-monthly or whatever, however often we do this podcast, we want to try and tackle um, something on the financial planning perspective and not just with markets, but some things that we see as we run financial plans and retirement plans for our clients. Uh, I can say one interesting thing that's come across my desk here in the last couple of weeks was that I had a client of mine that was getting ready to retire. Uh, she's in her early 60s, um, planning to retire before her 65th birthday. In fact, she's going to retire when she's about 63. And she had planned on taking Social Security early. And she was aware that she was going to have some reduced benefits there. But she didn't take into account that her health care costs were going to go up. Have you run across something like this as you've run plans for clients, Ryan? Yeah, I think it's one of those the variables um, that sometimes get overlooked, or if they clients don't always have an idea of exactly how much it's going to cost. Right. Yeah, I, I, I just in doing some preliminary looking, uh, it seems is if you're sixty three, sixty four, male or female, um, but that age and in California, which is where we are you're probably going to be paying about $1,000 a month for your health insurance, regardless of whether you're doing COBRA through your former employer or if you're out on the exchange just buying individual insurance. Um, that's a $12,000 a year expense that you're going to need to bake into your retirement plan if you're deciding to retire before 65, right? Yeah, and I, th I think one other variable that you know some people are going to have to consider is whether the 
spouse that has it, if they're if, if two people are married and one of the spouses is the primary you know insurance holder and they're the one that is going to be retiring how does that really that could really magnify the impact if the other spouse is relying on that insurance as well right yeah no it's an it's an important thing to factor in i you know i it, Social security is one of the factors when you're going to get ready to retire, how much is coming in from social security that can help supplement your income. But man, if you're going to retire before 65, healthcare costs are really, really a big factor. And so, um, something interesting, some interesting takeaway, you know, we, we don't just focus on the markets here. We want to focus on people's plans and their plan for retirement and healthcare costs are a big part of that. And so that's something to keep in mind as you, uh, get into your early 60s and are getting prepared to retire. So, um, well, with that said, we're about nine minutes in. I think this is a good first start, uh, and hopefully we can get more done here. Um, I won't, you know, we, I won't give a call to action to try and subscribe or anything like that because we haven't posted this quite yet. Um, but you can you can find us on FordFG.com. You can also email us at info at FordFG.com. FordFG is short for Ford Financial Group, where Ryan and I are managing partners. Um, we also want to remind everybody uh, that the advisors of Ford Financial Group are registered representatives with and securities are offered through LPL Financial, member at FINRA and SIPC. Uh, the investment advice if we've offered any here are is through Ford financial group, a registered investment advisor and separate entity from LPL. The opinion opinions voiced in this material are for general information only and aren't intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. All perf- all performance uh, referenced here in this podcast is historical and there's no guarantee of future results. All indices we mentioned, if we mentioned any are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Uh, stock investing involves risk and loss of principal, possibly. Uh, no strategy assures success or protects against loss uh, in particular. So uh, the economic forecast set forth in this podcast may not develop as predicted. Ford Financial Group and LPL Financial don't provide any tax services uh, either. Uh, I don't think we cover tax, though, in this. <laughs> uh, and th- this information isn't intended as a solicitation or offered by any uh, any security or other type of investing, investment that we referred to. So I think that's it. Um, we reached the, the goal of our 10-minute mark, I think. And so uh, I think we'll stop it there.